Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. But tonight we're going to discuss House Bill 1523, the Religious Freedom uh, Bill that was signed into law here in Mississippi just today. We'll also discuss um, the situation with Neo and his wife and their recent uh, childbirth situation they had and what occurred afterwards. And we'll get into a couple of other topics tonight on um, the show. But first, uh, let me explain to you how this show works for those who may be new. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. 
Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 585 starts right after a word from the Crystal Show. This wild thing. And you tuned in to the hottest show on the globe, the Crystal Show. I might get your song played on the radio station. I might get your song played on the radio station. The Crystal Show is back with great new musical artist interviews, great author interviews, get crystallized celebrity buzz, and all of the funny entertaining insights that you have grown to love about the crystal show let's not forget about our great segment from a pimp's perspective with eminem himself stream the podcast that will air every thursday and saturday hit subscribe on thecrystalshow.com to stay up to date on the newest podcast see you there baby Thanks to the Crystal Show for being a friend of the show. Go to thecrystalshow.com, check out the archives for some of her previous shows and get caught up. You can also check out her blog. She kind of does it all. She even has books for you to read. Check out one of her four novels. Visit thecrystalshow.com. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. Getting into a number of topics today. First of all, I want to send a thank you and a shout out to um, a guest I had on last week, Miss Morgan McCain. She was the young lady, 15 years old, who um, started the Girls Against Boys sagging movement because she got tired of boys sagging their pants at the mall. She thought it was disgusting. So she started Gabs, and you can check it out on Facebook. Just search for Girls Against Boys sagging. And, um, I had her and her mom on, uh, Miss, Mrs. Letitia McCain. It was set up by their um, her husband, Howard McCain. And um, they sent me a T-shirt to support Gabs. And it's a pretty cool T-shirt. I'm going to take a picture of it and post it at some point. It's hashtag pull them up. Talking about, in reference to the pants, to pull the pants up. And often in the bottom right it has Gabs, G-A-B-S, Girls Against Boys Sagging. Very nice black T-shirt with white trim. And uh, I thank them very much for sending it to me. I definitely appreciate it. Can't wait to wear it. To the phone lines I go. To the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, making his way to the ring, the man in black. Buck, what's going on, bro? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Doing really good. 
enjoying this lovely weather we have down here in the Emerald Coast. It's been absolutely fantastic, um, despite all the, you know, we needed some fantastic weather after all the storms we had in the early part of the year um, with a couple of tornadoes we had back-to-back and things of that nature and heavy torrential rain, but we needed we needed what we're getting right now, and it's, it's really, really awesome. The cool nights, you know, low humidity days, it's been great. 75 yes. in the daytime, 60 at, 55, 60 at night. You can't beat it. I feel you here, man. Uh, we got to 83 today, but, you know, it's going to get down in the 50s tonight. So starting to get a little warm. This is going to be a crazy summer. I can already see the triple digits starting. But um, yep. we're going to enjoy this California weather while we can. But let me go to the 517 area code, the place where they always have great weather year-round, the Motor City of Detroit, to welcome on this show hostess, the show legend, Crystal Dickerson. What's up, Chris? Thank you. How are you? What's How up? are you? What's up, Crystal? Okay. Pretty good. No complaints. How's that, how's that Detroit weather looking today? Well, we shot all the way up to about 35, and, you know, so we're enjoying the crisp air. We had sunshine today. Are you serious? Are you serious that we had sunshine? Yes, we had sunshine today. No, when you say 35, that's... Yeah, she's serious. No, you're missing one, We might get up to 50 tomorrow, but it'll be rainy, so... but. Oh, my goodness, do you still have snow on the ground? In some parts of Michigan, yes, we do. We oh, wow, man. Maybe it's snowing tomorrow in places, but, you know, hey, it's Michigan. I'd be on suicide. If you can't deal with it, then you have to leave. <laughs> I'm not coming out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought you were playing for real. I had no idea. No. I figured you I might have at least been in the 50s, but. Okay. Well. Now, that's bummed me out, so I'm um, not really going to – don't feel like talking about anything tonight, so I guess that's going to wrap it up. <laughs> now, all right, um, I want to talk about – and this is kind of spur of the moment, but I had to talk about it, okay, because it's all over the news. It really popped off this morning, but um, it's about the – what's called House Bill 1523 which is also called the Protecting Freedom of Conscience from Government Discrimination Act. From government discrimination. Okay. Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant signed a controversial uh, act into law this morning saying that he did so, you know, to protect the rights of the people with, quote-unquote, deeply held religious beliefs. Now, this bill was authored by the House Speaker, Philip Gunn, and it's gotten national attention, you know, and um, it's, you know, they have people here, the Human Rights Campaign and the Mississippi Manufacturers Association who were calling for the governor to veto the bill. Now, Governor Bryant denied the claims that people who opposed the bill stated, he said that the bill would allow restaurants uh, to kind of operate as they normally do unless it's something pertaining to, like, a wedding ceremony, all right? If that was the case, then they can deny a wedding ceremony at a restaurant because of religious reasons. However, 
certain loopholes in the bill would basically mean that any celebration or recognition of any marriage based on upon a manner consistent with the sincerely held religious belief or moral conviction, which would include pre-ceremony celebrations, post-wedding celebrations, anniversary celebrations, and other related celebrations could possibly be refused as well. So that's kind of uh, what a lot of people are seeing in this bill, that you kind of open the door for other things. But let me start with the basic question, Crystal. Um, Do you think that is okay to refuse someone of a good or a service if it forces you to go against your religious beliefs? Okay. That's um that's a hard one actually. I think that if you are a privately owned company in other words you have a like a mom and pop kind of a thing, um, then you you know, I think you absolutely have the right to refuse whoever you want to. Um, you know, because you set the guidelines of your particular establishment. However, if you are a larger corporation, franchise, then, you know, then that goes into something different because it expands past the boundaries of your county or, you know, your street or, you know, whatever, your state. So, and then it's, um, it's not private. It's more of a public type of situation. So, you know, I um, I would say that you could, let's say you are the owner or whatever or of a company, um, I don't know, like I don't know, Pizza Hut or something, and they wanted to have a, you know, a party or whatever there. And then, no, you couldn't discriminate against those people because they happen to be, and I'm assuming what they're really going after is um, gay and lesbian lifestyles of people getting married um, and, you know, that type of thing. Of course, it would, it can kind of trickle down into so many different things, but as far as religion is concerned, I think that's really what they're focusing on. So, I mean, it's a, it's a hard thing to say. I would say, personally, no, they they shouldn't be able to discriminate against anyone. But if that's your company and, you know, the money is coming from you and everything, then then I guess if you want to do that, I mean, now the customers may not patronize you after learning about it, you know, but that's up to you. That's where you want to run your business, and that means that maybe you should be you know, run out of town, basically, because no one's going to patronize you. So that would be up to you. So that's kind of my offhanded answer. Now, when you say that someone has a right, are you saying that even to, you say to refuse whoever they want, so you're including even if it's something, um, a, a problem against a certain race or against a certain religion or, or anything, right? Well, they're saying religion. Well, we're talking about religion. Um, and religion doesn't necessarily go into race. What? It goes into, oh, no. Well, I guess, that, you know, it depends on how they interpret it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, what I'm Be- saying is if you own, because to me, when you think about a, um, 
a business, a mom and pop business where you are the owner, you open up your little shop, then that's your money. And that's your, you know, your establishment, you know. Um, I think it's different when it's a bigger organization or something like that. So it's different. I mean, you incur the backlash of it. You know, you incur the backlash of those who are not going to patronize you anymore because of that. But I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, see, this is something that I don't, I don't know if you could really say. Um, it, to me, it's like saying you have a, a Christian church and, you know, you decide, well, the people who come to our church must be Christian, you know, and then, you know, I mean, and then you're saying that, you know, Muslims can't come or at least wouldn't be comfortable being here and we don't have to have them. And they they do have these kinds of things that happen, but they happen on a different level. Like they say that you must be a member or you must be this or you must be that in order to have, you know, our services. So it's already happening. Um and it's that whole little sign on the window that says we refuse, we can, you know, we have the right to refuse you because of the way you dress or, you know, your pants are sagging or something and you can't come in or you have to have on, you know, heels instead of tennis shoes and you can't come in or whatever. I mean, this all that type of thing anyway is going on. You know, there's ways of wording things, so. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's already they're... happening. There are some churches um, across the country, and um, I, I can think of two news stories about churches here in Mississippi who refused uh, interracial. They didn't believe in interracial marriage, and they refused an interracial um, wedding. And um, there's another church that just refused a black wedding in a predominantly white church. I mean, that was probably something different. But um, I know if you Google churches, I think in Kentucky – there's six churches that don't believe in interracial marriage. And I mean, so they would actually be kind of covered under the religious freedom act, so to speak, to where if they own any type of business or service, they don't have to serve interracial couples because that's just what they do in their church. Cause you know, anybody can have a church. You can set up a church in a garage and basically, you know, worship prints and anybody comes into <laughs> Your establishment not wearing purple pumps or something, you can probably refuse service. I mean, it's just it opens the door to a lot of things. But Buck, how do you feel about it, man? Um, I mean, like like Crystal said, it's very difficult because you, you kind of understand it. You know, if the people decide they don't want to serve a certain group of people, then they're missing out on that money. But, you know, there might be enough people who agree with them to kind of sustain them to where they don't need the money. I mean, I don't know. But do you think that it's okay to refuse someone a good or a service if it forces you against to go against your religious beliefs? Well, I mean, you paint with a broad brush here. But, you know, you got to look. The reason why this is getting so much fuel is because we're looking at somebody that's really, I mean, yeah, the governor of Mississippi, is, is always signing something controversial into the law. Um, and it's almost like he's trying to separate the races. I mean, he's not coming out and saying that. However, I mean, 
come on, we got common sense. And anybody in Mississippi can see that, um, that, you know, making a bill like this and having it with this broad spectrum of, you know, if you have religious beliefs, okay, now, granted, every business should have their, you have a right to service who they want to service. I mean, you see signs all the time saying, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Okay, we get it, no problem. But now you're you're putting into law a you know something that's saying all right we have the right to you know if you're in a racial couple if you're a gay couple if you're this that and the other that we now have the option that we don't have to service you this is I mean plus being in Mississippi I mean it, it just it just doesn't seem right especially in 2016 to be signing a law like this, you know, passing this, it just, this doesn't make sense to me. Um, and, you know, you already have enough controversial stuff as it is being governor of the state that you're passing. You just got through doing a controversial law with this um, Confederate, you know, Confederate History Month, and now you do this. What the hell else is he gonna gonna pass in the law? So to me, I mean, granted, every owner has a right to, you know, service who he wants to service. But this right here, now you're gonna have a, you know, you have an uproar, and I think this is gonna cause more problems and more division in a state that really don't need any division. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, mean we're. I mean, my thing. What if you go to a gas station, okay, and they see you outside, you come in, and, you know, you're a gay couple, for example, and you're getting gas, and they see, you know, they see y'all kissing when you pull up and stop. You you go and you don't have a credit card, and you're going to go in and pay the, you know, $40 to fill up. You give them $40. Hey, we're not going to service you. Why not? Well, y'all gay. So y'all can't get gas. You got to go somewhere else. What if they go through three or four damn gas stations trying to get gas and they can't get gas and they just passing through? These are the kind of problems that you're going to run into. Yeah, I'm saying these are the kind of problems that you're run into. And they're going to be walking. And this is what kind of thing that Mississippi just doesn't need. I mean, I mean, and maybe it, not, it may not get that way. Maybe we have enough com- people who got common sense that won't do that. But these are the kind of things. This is you shouldn't be you know passing in the law something like this. This just doesn't make sense to me. It's uh, I mean, it's it's different. Okay, I mean Governor Phil Bryant has done a masterful job of separating groups of people here, white people from everyone else, and uh, I, I mean in a way you want to protect. I understand. I can see both sides of it. I can see how people can use this to discriminate. And you're basically hoping that people don't take advantage of any loopholes to discriminate. Uh, Let me go to the phones. To the 732 area code I go. The Garden State of New Jersey to bring on the show legend, the enforcer, Ray. What's up, man? Hey Q, what's going on, Buck Crystal? How y'all doing tonight? What's doing up, Wes? Well. All right, and Ray, I'll, I'll ask you 
ask you the same question I asked them. Do you think that is okay to refuse someone a good or a service if it forces you to go against your religious beliefs, whatever that may be? Um, yes. And I mean, I, I understand y'all kind of took it to the left, but I think what the law is intended to do is when most black people in the South have been doing for years anyway. And that's just saying that if you don't believe in something, even to this day, my mother, you know what I mean, not to put it out there like that, but if my brother come to the house with his girlfriend, she ain't going to let him sleep in the same room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of them things that it, it's it's a, it's okay. It don't bother me. You come in with your girl, you stay in my place all you want. I ain't got no problem. It ain't none of my business. But coming that with the, with the old tradition of things, yeah, that's the way they do it. Now, if I'm a person, and if I was uh, a, a person that had a business, and you know, gay folks come in there and they want to stay, and they got a hotel or whatever, and you don't agree with that, you can, you should be able to refuse them service. Same way, if a guy come there with his girlfriend and they ain't married. And you want to refuse some service, you should have a right to do that. Now, I'm not saying that that's what I would do, but I'm saying, okay, I understand it. Now, if you want to say, oh, the interracial dating and all this and that and the other marriage, I don't think that it's going to go that far because, Man. you know, it, it's it's common sense. Now, I know it was a story where a guy evicted a couple that, you know, the black guy was in the service and he had a wife and he got evicted from a trailer park or something. But once again, it's a trailer park. So I think we spend too much time listening to a bunch of idiots, uh, guys who don't have education in the first place that we pay attention to. Now, I understand the governor is something different. He is an educated person and he is somebody. But at the same time, I think there will be isolated incidents that, you know, that don't want to service people for certain reasons. But my thing would be, why would you go there in the first place? I I do think there are going to be some isolated incidents. I don't don't think that um, that it's going to be a situation where that it's just widespread that people are going to take things to the far left and say, Okay, we're not servicing not servicing black people or something like that, but someone is going to do it. I mean, on what but scale? See, it's the difference between discrimination and religious belief. And I think we're getting into discrimination. Now you can include uh gay in there with all that you want to. That's what they've been doing the last twenty years. Well, it's discrimination just like being black and all this other kind of stuff and people roll with that. But I don't think so. I think that if a person has religious beliefs, you know, just like I got people in my family that are pastors, they say, hey, we would never marry a gay couple. And if they know that they're gay, they're not going to do it. Okay, that's their belief. Now, if you come in, like you say, a church can be anywhere, and you got somebody just saying anything they want to, that's ignorance. These ignorant folks, we should ignore them in the first place. We talking about real situations where you go to a holiday inn or something, and these people say we're not going to do this or we're not going to do that. I think that 
that's something you ain't got to worry about. Little mom and pop joint where they got six rooms. Who gives a shit what you think anyway? That's that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I think it's on a larger scale than that, though. I mean, like, we have a, a church here, well, south of Jackson in, in Crystal Springs, which is a pretty nice-sized church, and they refused a um, wedding for a black couple. Um, it's a predominantly white church, and it raised a lot of, you know, uh, eyebrows, and it was a big news story and things of that nature. Uh, so I do agree that, yeah, if it's a mom and pop story, you know, most people probably won't care one way or another. But uh, I don't know. I think it has. And not well, only not only well, does is, it. Uh, say what? Is, that religious, is that religious beliefs? Is that discrimination? There was well, a black couple, two black people getting married to each other. They just say, well, we in an all-white church. We don't want to marry you. As a pastor, he has that right to do that. Now, he didn't say well, because you married a white woman or this, that, and the other, I don't agree with it. For a person, well, it actually I don't wasn't agree the pastor. with it. It was actually the Who congregation. Said? The pastor actually married them in another church. But, and I mean, and you have churches like, um, if you Google um, churches against interracial relationships, and in, I know in Kentucky, um, I think there were six churches that popped up that don't believe in interracial relationships, you know. So I, I mean, but, but my there. guess would be, why would you belong to a church like that? Why would you be all black and decide, okay, I'm going to an all white church and they don't treat me equally? Why would you do that? So if you do that, you're asking for trouble, in my opinion. I don't know. I guess people want to go where they want to go. Now, for the the case of the black the black couple in Crystal Springs, they started going to the church because they moved to the area. And they didn't realize that anybody had a problem with them until they wanted to get married. And that's when everything kind of came to a head. But, yeah, they were actually attending the church uh, for quite some time, from what I understand, until they wanted to get married. Then it was a problem. Let me go to the A65 area code, the Volunteer State of Tennessee, and welcome on my man, Daddy Rich. Daddy Rich, what's going on, bro? I ain't talked to you in a minute. I still ain't talked to you. Hold on just a moment, Daddy Rich. I got is trying to bring you up. All right, well, let's see. Let me try it again. Yeah, you got me now. Yeah, what's, what's going that? on? Doing all right? Man, just take Yeah, yeah, taking it easy, man. I've been been busy. My son's playing AAU ball, man, so I've been busy doing that, man. Okay, okay. Well, best of luck to him doing the AAU thing, man. That's a full-time grind almost. And, uh... So what do you think, Daddy Rich, about House Bill 1523, the uh, bill that essentially – well, let me just ask you the question. Do you think that it's okay to refuse someone a good or a service if it forces you to go against your religious beliefs? I don't think – if it's money involved, I wouldn't – it wouldn't matter to me, religion or whatever. Uh, you know, the money overrides that to me. You know, I don't care if I <laughs> hate you. If you got money to spend from, with me, I'm going to let you spend that money. So my prejudice right. is, is is blown out the way with that. But if there's no money involved, that's their preference. I don't feel that people should do that. You know, I feel that you, if you're doing services and you're trying to, you know, make money for your services, then you should, you know, do services for everybody. 
It shouldn't be right. no discrimination with your services because you're hindering yourself. That's stupidity is what that is. But, you know, there are those people out there that think like that, and they will let certain things override uh, gaining profit or something that's going to help them, you know. But to me, man, hey, if I'm if I'm out selling services, whatever it is, and I'm selling it legal services out there, uh, man, I don't care what if you you could worship the the cow shit for all I care, you know, and and not like black people. Where I don't give a damn. You come up, I hate niggers. Good, give me your money and then go on out the door. Come back and give me some more. You know that I don't care if you have. <laughs> Just give me your money. You know. <laughs> okay, you're taking the commercial approach, but um, and Crystal, I'll get back to you. But I mean, something that that Ray said. Now, Ray, I do think that even though people are going to say it's because of their religious beliefs, uh, by definition, it is still discrimination because you're kind of picking and choosing who you want to serve based on picking and choosing what you want to reference from the Bible. Like, for example, if you serve, if you don't want to serve a gay couple who wants to celebrate a wedding in your restaurant, but you celebrate someone that has a tattoo, which in the Bible it says that, you know, do not make markings on your body, you know, I am the Lord or whatever in Leviticus, then you're basically discriminating by saying one sin is acceptable and the other one isn't. So I do think it's discrimination either way you look at it because if you're going to have to if you're going against one sin you got to go against all sins which means you ain't going to have nobody coming in your store because everybody got something you know so I I do think it's kind of picking and choosing but Crystal how, how do you feel about that do you think that even though it is based on your religion that you don't think maybe a gay couple should uh, get married in your establishment in your restaurant or celebrate something. That um, it becomes discrimination because you may not be forcing an adulterer or, or a thief or someone like that that may have a known past that comes in and frequents your place. Well, I'm probably the wrong person to ask about that because to me, religion is discriminatory anyway. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, it is. Um, it separates people, and that's the purpose of it. And they have used it, religion, and I'm not talking about spirituality or God or anything. I'm talking about religion, which is the rules and regulations of a particular set of people um, Mm -hmm. under a particular um, deity, okay? And they call it what they want, but... That's the, the the purpose. That's why there's so many freaking churches and so many sets of or whatever, True. because people change it in order to fit their particular way of thinking. So it's all discriminatory. Like you would, like for instance, you could have, you know, um, as you were saying earlier, or someone was saying, why would you even go there? You know, why would any homosexual go to a Christian church? Period. Um. Because, you know, according to the Bible, it says mm-hmm. that, you know, you are not supposed to, you know, lay down with, you know, a man to man, a woman to woman. It's not supposed to be that way. It's only, a, a, you know, a man and a woman. Right, right. Marriage and everything else. And marriage is, um, 
is actually the the ultimate. Not um, you're not supposed to even fornicate before that. So, uh, so you know, so why would you even go anyway? <laughs> but you know, but so that it's it's all a part of it. It's all it's all the way you know the semantics of it, the way they set it up. It depends on who you're talking to. Like the one church on one, you know, um, block may say, okay, well we accept everybody, and then another church on the next block say, well we accept everybody as long as you dress a certain way. Well we accept everybody as long as you believe what we believe, and whatever. I mean, they can, they can set it up any way they want to set it up, because you know. So I I think it's all discriminatory, you know, quite frankly. However, I do agree that this particular law is set up um, specifically for um, churches and or, or religious um, situations where I don't know how they would prove it per se. Yeah. If you can say this is my religion, and I you know I don't agree with that. I mean it's some. Um, like we had a few years back a physician, a pediatrician here in Michigan who decided that she would not um, service a particular family because there were two lesbian women coming to have their adopted child be, you know, under her services as a pediatrician. And she said she would not service them because Mm -hmm. it went against her religion. Um, so, but she said that the other, and she was a part of a group, you know, a physician group, she said the other physicians can service her, but she would not. So, you know, it became a big deal and, and whatever. But, um, so, you know, I mean, so on that level, does she have a right to say no? And I think she absolutely had a right to say, because it was her personal religion. And yeah. um, so I think she had a right to say no and to say, I don't want to service this particular customer. Now, the backlash was that, you know, get out there and people may have left her services because of that, but that was her choice. Yeah. And she never backed yeah. down from that. But that's a religious choice. Cause then, see, if you say, okay, well, here, no matter what you do, no matter who you are, no matter what, you have to service every single person then that takes away the separation between um, state and religion. You're not supposed to have that kind of... First of all, this law shouldn't even have to be in existence um, because the two should not even intertwine. Right. Religion and state, church and state. But it does, I agree um, that it does, uh, it's a fine line because I don't personally... I don't, I don't know, maybe someone can enlighten me, but I don't remember anything in the Bible that said specifically uh, regarding race, you know, or, you know, I, don't, I mean, I don't remember that in there. But, hey, it may be, but then again, it is something that, and depending on what book you're talking about, was this the and Bible, the so Quran, many different versions the of the Bible, yeah. Right, so, you know, people can do it, again, they can twist it any way they want to. The Mormons didn't like their, their you know, the Christian, so they decided to take Christian and let's spin it my way and, and, and on and on and on. So, yeah, it's definitely a slippery slope. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, it goes back to what, what Ray was talking about. People need to use common sense 
Um, unfortunately, uh, they don't. Of course, if people, you know, people did use common sense, then we wouldn't be in a problem in this country that we're in. And also, I'm I'm with him as far as I don't want to go somewhere um, where I'm not wanted. I mean, that's just me personally, and I, I agree with him on that as well. But, you know, you have some people who feel like they should be able to go anywhere, and, I mean, that's their right. That's the, that's the case. But it's kind of hard because, you know, as a, as a man of faith, my, faith myself, there are certain things that I'm not going to do because of my religion, and I wouldn't want anyone to force me to do it. So, again, it's like I see both sides of it. I just wish that the bill wasn't didn't include some of the language that it did because it just opens the door up for other types of discrimination because this is not just going to affect gay people. Now, of course the gay people are making the most noise behind this, but this also affects, um, atheists, uh, which, you know, there are plenty of atheists out there. This can affect Muslims or anybody who maybe doesn't fall under a certain religion. For example, if it's a Christian establishment, they may not want to serve you if you're Jewish, you know, or if you're Muslim or, or, or Catholic or something like that. So for those out there who think this is just like some type of anti-gay bill, it's not. I mean, it, it has the ability to affect, I mean, many different groups out there. So that's something that people need to understand. Now, Buck, let me ask you, because a problem that I had with Governor Phil Bryan, and of course, you know, I'm not a fan of his, is that he never even spoke to... Um, the president of the Human Rights Campaign, he never agreed to meet with anyone from the LGBT community, and he ignored certain business leaders who requested meetings with him. How do you feel about that as a governor, that he's he refusing to talk to people from the other side to get their point of view? Well, I mean, obviously this guy has, is, is, has a disconnect with um, – city leaders and the people that, uh, they, you know, request to speak with them. Um, you know, when, when you're governor, you have a responsibility, to, a responsibility to all people. And, um, you're not, a, you, you know, when you take that role, it's not your duty to go in and just press your views onto other people. Um, you got to be. You got to have tactfulness when you're in when you're in in government, and you know this guy is just going out in the field, and um, he, you know he's actually setting the state of Mississippi backwards, not forwards. You know, and the you know Mississippi is one. I mean, they're doing well because they got a lot of casinos and things of that that nature. But when you when you're doing things like this, you're not going to get big business, and. You know, this is, you know, it's a sad day to see these types of laws being, you know, being signed in, you know, being signed in, and he's the one signing them in. Um, at some point, you know, the other other leaders in the state may want to get this guy, you know, impeached. I mean, this is where it's going. And, um, I mean, when you're being requested to talk to other, you know, leaders of different groups and things of that nature to, you know, discuss this, um, and you're leaving too much gray area, you know, on this subject. I mean, when you're, you know, doing these these types of things, you know, you're setting yourself up for disaster, and this is where it's leading. Um, it's unfortunate, especially now, you know, when 
2016 and things of that nature, but if that's the way he wants to do it, he may not have a job very much longer. And, Ray, what's your take, man? As as governor of the state, um, are you required to talk to both sides and at least listen, or can you just refuse to uh, meet with them and just, you know, essentially sign the bill in the law without hearing the other side? I mean, to me, that's a question that really, really shouldn't be asked. I mean, from from, from my opinion, why you need to hear their side and you know what they stand for already? You know what I'm saying? It's just like you talking about, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to talk to the clan and decide what we going to do about this. You already know what side they stand on. So there's no reason to say, well, maybe we can figure this out and figure that out. No, I think that basically the guy's point is he's tired of the world is just going in a certain direction, and he want to stop it from going in that direction. But like with anything else in politics, whenever you have the idea of doing something, everybody wants to take it further than what it should be taken. You know, you can say one thing, like with the, I don't want to get into the Trump thing and everything else, but you can say one thing, and everybody try to put it in every other category that they can put it in, and it does not have to go that far. Only thing you're saying is, okay, I don't want people coming in if they're, you know, if they're gay or I don't want people coming in, man wearing a dress or I don't want people coming in, a man wearing lipstick or whatever the case may be, they're just saying that if I don't agree with it and it's a true religion, that they shouldn't have to. Now, what's the definition of a true like religion? That. You know what I'm saying? Baptist or Catholic or whatever the case is. is you can't come in and say, well, you know, I don't think that, that, that black folks be free in America, so we're not going to serve them, all that kind of stuff. See, when you pay attention to ignorant people, then things get distorted. But we talking about what you can find and what you can prove in the Bible. That's what we're talking about. All this other stuff is is nonsense to me. Now, if you're a person and you feel like a person is discriminating against you, and like I say, you won't have a big place like the Holiday Inn or, you know, the, the Marriott or something like that in Mississippi, nowhere. Say, well, we're not going to serve this, not going to serve that. They know that's going to be a lawsuit no matter what the law is. It's, like I say, these little mom and pop joints where nobody cares about anyway. You know what I'm saying? Who gives a damn if they won't serve you no pancakes? Go to IHOP. They serve everybody. <laughs> Let me go to the 601 area code. And Magnolia State of Mississippi. So welcome on the Minister of Sexual Affairs, the show legend Eminem. What's <laughs> happening, bro? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> and uh, Eminem, you kind of coming in in the middle of the discussion that's talking about religious freedoms and Phil Bryant. Do you feel like, um, as governor of Mississippi, 
he is obligated to meet with both groups when it comes to passing a, um, a bill where you have two con- two conflicting sides? Um, I mean, as a governor, he, you know, he's a representative of, of, of everybody, but, with you know, within certain understandings, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I guess we're talking about the, what the Confederate Heritage Month. No, no, we're talking about uh, passing the oh. um, House Bill 1523, the uh, Religious Freedom Bill. And, you know, you had one group of um, the Christian conservatives who said that they should be protected against having to service gay people when it comes to celebrating weddings and their establishments and things of that nature. And then you had other groups from the Human Rights Committee campaign and uh, the LGBT community that had their viewpoints against the bill, but they were never granted a meeting to discuss their, their side of things. And I was asking, do you think that he had a right as governor to grant them a meeting to listen to them? Or was he right to just refuse them and pass the bill because of what he believed was right? Oh, no, no, no. If, if, you, if you're a public representative, I mean, regardless of how you think about something, you, you have to uh, you have to listen to both sides. You know, you know, whether you're listening in vain or not, you still have to do that, you know. Um, and and uh, just as citizens, a lot of times uh, we forget how much power we have as citizens. You know, it's just like, well, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe this dude didn't get one vote in the hood or maybe this – uh, person didn't get uh, one vote in the suburbs, you know, regardless of what party or uh, color or whatever it is. But if you win office, you have to serve everybody, no different than a policeman or fireman or, you know, a teacher or whatever. You know, you can't say, you know, well, shit. I, you know, in your mind, you can think whatever you want to, but you can't say, well, you know, I'm not even going to, you know, give you no homework because shit, you know, you ain't going to do it getting a you ain't gonna do it nowhere. Your mama just getting a check for. I mean, what I'm saying, it, it's it's like the reality of it is that's true, but you can't do that. See what I'm saying? Because you're a public representative. So, as a public representative and a servant of the public, I mean, you have to be like the 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 process and the protocol has to be fair, whether your thoughts are are, are biased or not. You know right. that's that's abstract, but but the protocol for it has to be the same. You know you have to. It's no different than um, you know going to court. I mean you know yeah clearly the guy you know shot the dude and all that, but I mean he's, he has a right to an attorney. I mean certain things just has right. to be because there's something lined that up, may so that's come no out different. that may change things. So, right. Yeah, right. I get that. And, 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 and he then, was the, uh, he was the same way with the um, the whole. Confederate flag argument. I mean, he he didn't listen to anybody. He he had already made up in his mind that he was, you know, going right. to protect the flag. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, you know, if, if he'd have just had a a fair listen or whatever and tweaked it a little bit, it really wouldn't have been as controversial. I mean, right. you know, if he'd have said Southern heritage, might, I mean, well, most people in the South still know the underlying meaning of that, but on the surface, it would have sounded a lot better, you know. But the thing about it is. And I, I don't want to change the subject, but for listeners who really not familiar with, you know, certain things or what that actually means is that's the equivalent of um, Syria at some point um, 
having ISIS Heritage Month somewhere in the future or Afghanistan having the Taliban Heritage Month because the Americans fought against their own damn country. So you don't celebrate that shit, you know. And now it's as an individual, you can do whatever the hell you want to, but as a representative of everybody, you can't make that type of shit official because that's something that went against your own damn country. But people don't look at it like that. But, you know, I just wanted to throw that in there. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I think if he would have at least listened to people, yeah, people would still be pissed off, but he would have looked a lot better in the situation. Now, there, there are 10 other states that have passed or are considering similar bills. Now, North Carolina's governor and legislator recently approved a, a law similar to this one, and on today, PayPal um, had a company that was opening there uh, that was going to create almost 500 jobs. They pulled out. There's a television studio for upcoming production uh, that was going to do something there, and they pulled out because of the bill. And we both know in, in Georgia, uh, the governor was going to pass the bill there, but he changed his mind when, you know, um, representatives from The Walking Dead, which they shoot that show there, and some mm-hmm. other places, um, Hollywood studios um, threatened to pull out as well. So there is an economic backlash behind this, and Eminem and I both but, uh, know, and, and Buck knows as yeah, well. Yeah, Mississippi don't we, matter. <laughs> they don't care. Well, I mean, we, we can't. We That's can't why afford, we rock bottom, man. Yeah, yeah, we can't afford to lose any money either. But uh, no, exactly. can't. But I mean, that, but that's another reason we don't have anything is because um, the powers the that be that yeah right. Well, I mean, I mean what I'm saying is like yeah. th- that's why we didn't get the. Um, I don't know if Buck remember hearing about this because he was in Florida when all this was going on. But actually, I think uh, Mississippi was supposed to get. I think the Mercedes plant that ended up getting built in, in Alabama, and yeah. in yeah. Alabama because yeah. of the you know yeah, the controversy. And then I think yep. uh, they were supposed to get a Hyundai Hyundai plant, I think, outside of law or somewhere. But, yeah, uh, it went to Alabama as well somewhere. because of the same reason. Uh-huh. And, and, and Toyota went to San Antonio instead of Mississippi. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a there's a there's an economic backlash going on. You know, you got big business. I mean, coming from all over the world that's trying to come. Mississippi has a lot of land. May not look like it, but they do. And they're missing out because of stupid-ass shit like this. And, I mean, it, it, yep. it's going to come a time. I mean, granted, you got casinos and all that, but casinos can only bring so much money. It's only a matter of time before, I mean, we got, people got to understand, realize, you know, you're not going to get the 15 $17, $21-an-hour jobs when you have a governor that's passing laws like this. And you know you're and, wondering why Mississippi is steadily being in the bottom of the and, financial bracket, but this is the reason and, and why. Book, and book, it's something you can attest to. You know, being a uh, almost in a sense a dual citizen in the South. Yep. When yep. you went to Florida, Florida got a lottery, but in Mississippi, the the motherfucker that'll pass a damn Confederate anything and keep a goddamn symbol of a flag up that don't represent nobody. This living anyway is the same motherfucker to turn around talking about this a sin to, to have, buy a damn lottery ticket. Now, how about that? So, I mean, you, these are things, I mean, it's going to come a time when people in Mississippi are going to have to wake up and and and, and, and really take a look, a I mean, long right look at what's too. going on. 
But I mean, the casinos are doing well right now because, of course, if no one in the state has any money, then who's going to the casino? Money, right? It won't be no extra money to buy none. Right. (laughs) You're right about that. So I mean, mean, there is an economic impact behind this. Again, you know, I understand the people want to protect their religious rights, but it does have an economic impact because there are going to be some people who refuse to do business with you now. Eminem, I don't know if you know the Nissan. plant which is located uh, about 15 miles north of Jackson which has brought in a lot of jobs because not only did they bring in jobs just for their company but a lot of smaller companies in the area I mean they just basically Nissan revitalized oh, yeah. a, of a, whole, right. a whole city and, and they, they created a city because Gluckstadt became incorporated right. I think right yeah right and so mm-hmm. now they've released a statement saying that they don't approve of what Governor Bryan has done, that they believe in inclusion and all that stuff. So now, you know, they've spoken, the Mississippi Manufacturers Association, who's over all of the pretty much, you know, factories in the in the South, in the state have spoken. And it kind of puts you on the edge with them. What are they going to do? Because Nissan can well, Nis- leave without penalty because mm-hmm. we basically gave them the farm okay, when they right. got here. Yeah, yeah, we had to because our politics they would that they, they it was going nowhere. There. So I yeah, doubt they, they do. They, I doubt they do. They ain't but. going nowhere. You're going to have to pay double of money or triple of money to go somewhere else. So they ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Well, you got to look at them going to Mexico. They go to Mexico somewhere. You got to look at it like this. Some other state that sees this going on and they know Nissan is up is, is not happy with that law. Like some, let's say New Mexico, for example. New Mexico said, hey, man, we can, you know, we'll give you pennies on the dollar and have you build your plant here, and they'll move. It could very well happen. And, I mean, the bottom line yeah, is Yeah, because it's not like they made anything to come bro, here. Bro, what, what, if, what exactly. about that labor? That, that's well, I mean. What about that labor? Yeah, anything bordering Mexico, you're going to get that bottom <laughs> labor like this. I picked Mexico because it was just, you know, a big state. But the thing yeah. is, anytime that you have some, anytime you have a big corporation move, they're gonna take, they're gonna offer people that already work, you know, work for the factory to move with them, and they'll pay and especially, stuff like that. Uh, the man- yeah. Especially so, the management yeah, team. And they'll, and they'll, they'll have, they'll have some different areas of Nissan. It could very well happen. One and of the things that happens, no, no, no one happens when when that happens. I don't know what what, what they pay. But they bring you over there and say, okay, well, we give you the same thing, help you relocate. But the houses are 20% higher. You still got a problem. So it's one thing to speak out on something, and it's another one to actually pull out of something. But it's like Mississippi for a reason. The reason they're here is because, like I said, they got they received so many tax credits because that was one of the complaints of bringing them here. Right. Uh, All come down to money. That people said that, you know, based on what they were given, they could up and leave and have it not cost them anything. Right. And that's been. And then they only had like a 10 year, 10 right. year thing, right, Q, when Musgrove right. did. So that 10 years is up. Right. So that 10 years is, is up. So technically, they could probably, they can leave and it didn't cost them anything to come here, um, you know, because of all the credits and stuff they got. Now, will they leave? I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if this is anything that's going to make them leave. I mean, they made their statement for whatever that's worth. But uh, oh, as that, far that, as any, that one issue, that one issue won't make them leave. But if 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 something happens where um, 
not in this state so much, but where where more people have more money. Or if someone has a more enticing more enticing offer with more credits, yeah, then then they can go because, with that, and that that would be their mind now. You know, the Japanese still own Nissan, so they can pull the trigger and, and just say, okay, we'll set up in the Philippines or something. I mean, shit, they, they don't, you know, they don't care. Yeah, right. they don't care. They own Especially 60% of the damn country as it is. So They didn't I mean, have to invest anything to get here. But just yep, for those, so we'll let me explain uh, on, um, a section of the of the bill. Um, 347-202-0215 is the number. Uh, House Bill 121523. Um, it states that what well, is called the Protecting Freedom of Conscience from Government Government Discrimination Act. Um, it says that essentially it says marriage is or should be recognized as a union of one man and one woman. Sexual relations are properly reserved to such a marriage, and male or female refer to an individual's biological sex as objectively determined by anatomy and genetics at the time of birth. Okay, so the state government shall not take any discriminatory action against a religious organization wholly or partially on the basis that the organization does. And that list a bunch of things that they say that they can or can't uh, that they can't, uh, I guess, come down on people for like one of them. Article C says makes any decision concerning the sale rental occupancy of or terms and condition of occupying a dwelling or other housing under its control based upon or in a manner consistent with a sincerely held religious belief or moral conviction described in section two of this act. So when they say sincerely held religious belief, that may be what Ray Ray was referring to as a, I guess, like a true religion. So when they say sincerely held, that probably means something that's been established already as opposed to some new religion that someone starts uh, based on rhetoric or something. So it basically protects people from being sued if they decide to refuse service for someone. All right. Now, they also talk about adoption. Um, The government should not take any discriminatory action against a person who the state grants custody of or a foster of adoptive child or who seeks from state custody of a foster or adoptive child wholly or partially on the basis that the person guides, instructs, or raises the child or intends to guide, instruct, or raise the child based upon a manner consistently with a sincerely held religious belief or moral conviction. So that goes to the adoption thing. And the list goes on and on. And uh, I think a lot of people who oppose the bill haven't actually read it uh, because there's some things in here that make sense, of course. And then there's some things in here where it just leaves loopholes for people to take advantage of. And we all know that uh, people use loopholes. That's just what we do. So, um, Daddy Rich, I'll go back to you on this. When it comes to I know you said that money is not an issue for you. But what about when it comes to children, when it comes to adoption or foster care or something like that? Can you refuse a gay couple from doing something of that nature? Um, Is that in the best interest of the child to deny them a two-parent household? Or, you know, you kind of do things based on religion and just let God work it out? Daddy Rich? 
All right, Crystal, I'll go back to you and ask you. Oh. I'm sorry, Daddy Rich, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. Re- repeat I was watching this game, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. I got a couple of I said, do you think that um, when it comes to adoption from a two-parent, uh, same-sex um, couple, that it's okay to refuse them the opportunity to adopt a child or foster a child because they are same-sex, even though a two-parent household may be in the best interest of the child? I don't think that is right. I don't think that you should discriminate, period. Because if you if you give these people the right to uh, to discriminate against the gays, that's going to give them the right to discriminate against everyone or anything they oppose of. So I no, I don't think so. I think that you should give them the right to have the kids if they're going to. And I do know two guys that have. Kids, they have a, a about how many kids do they have? Like seven, like four or five, Johnson, like four or five kids, man. And and they're two guys, and they do a really good job. And and the kids don't see a difference in you know their lives. With before they were with a man and a woman probably, but after the foster care took them, and then they were taken by these two guys. That you know they've been with the two guys ever since. There's a couple a couple of girls. And a couple of boys, I think, uh, that they have. But, no, I I don't think that they should deny deny that. I really don't because I think that they, as long as the person cares for the kids and loves them, it shouldn't matter. The kid's going to be able to make his decision. They're going to know what they are regardless. So, you know, I don't think that that's going to influence anyone or a person to be a certain way or anything like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay. Crystal, what do you think about adoption and foster care? Um, same rules? Um, oh, I, I agree with Daddy Rich. Um, that it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be based on that. It shouldn't be based on, you know, any kind of a religious aspects at all. I mean, and, and it's, it's about, you know, getting the child the proper home that they need um, to grow and love is love. So I think that, um, that that shouldn't play into it and it shouldn't be any type of law regarding um, the adoption of a child. Okay. All right. Well, um, I, I definitely think that it kind of takes, you kind of have to take a different stance uh, when it comes to this particular discussion, because I mean, you're talking about not a service or a good, you're talking about an actual physical kid. So it does have to make you think a little more, but it does fall up under this bill. Uh, so that's just something you have to, you have to consider. It does fall up under here, up under here. And uh, I mean, Ray, how do you you feel about it when it comes to um, the kids. Well, I mean, there's a lot of kids out here that need a home, and that's a difficult decision. But really, do you subject a child to a lifestyle that's really that really shouldn't be? That's a very tough question. Now, I mean, you really can't ask the kid, "Would you rather stay in the 
foster home or would you really or would you rather go to a home where two people that love you? That's a difficult question. But um you know, on from the religious side of things, whether they the two most loving parents in the world, you have okay, to say, a, Okay Yeah. Is that something that you really want them to to, to be subjected to? I don't know. You know, I would like every kid to have a good home no matter uh, what the circumstances are. But if you, but I'm not a reverend in front of a church or I'm <laughs> making laws as a governor or whatever, but if I were, I would definitely have to consider all those things. Okay. Now, one part of the bill that I'm pretty sure just about every guy on the phone may agree with is um, – it re- re- allows you to refuse people to use certain restrooms, locker rooms, spas, showers, and things of that nature. Um, is there anyone who thinks that uh, a person should be able to choose a bathroom or a locker room or something of that in that nature based on what they who they identify with? Yeah, I I, I don't because no. Because, yeah. No, because you're doing just... it again. They're doing it again. That's going to make the rules. All they're doing is trying to make it to where, like, when they used to have color bathrooms, white. No, 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 no. Don't don't do that. We can't do those types of things because then we're we're regressing back to what we used to be, and and we can't do that. You know, that, that's Donald Trump type stuff, man. All right. Yeah. What were you saying, Eminem? Your comment on you agree with Daddy Rich? Well, nah, nah, hell, nah, man. You you got to use the bathroom with, with whatever your shit is. You know what I'm saying? That that's not uh, I mean, if you got a dick, you need to be in the men's bathroom. Period. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> now what you do in your what you do in your personal you know space is one thing, but you know, nah, nah. See, that's subjecting other people to a lifestyle. That that's that's totally wrong. That ain't got nothing to do with religion. You know, and uh, and I, you know, like, and that's what I wanted to come in on. I wanted to make a quick comment about the previous question about adoption, because I really, you know, had a heated argument my old job to the point where, you know, a guy came back up to the job. It ain't like I'm gonna change my stance on it, but my thing is, and it's it's non-religious, man. This is just how I feel about it. Now the world ain't perfect by a long shot, but like right now, uh, I'm gonna take, you know. The, the, the gay aspect totally out of it You know um, If if I were in an adoption agency And The kid Had a background of something That's, that's definitely different for this area uh, Maybe uh, Alaskan Eskimo or whatever You know, now I'm not saying I'm going to keep the child from going to A, a black home Or, or a, a lower 48 white home But I'm going to do my damnness to match them up with Whatever the kid is You see what I'm saying Because it's just like It's certain aspects of things that As that kid get older They're going to be more in tune to You see what I'm saying And mm-hmm. I wanted to say this right quick too On part two of that Just food for thought And uh, and I really like the, the point uh, Ray brought about lifestyle Because that's how that's, that, was, that was always the way I put it back You know If I'm a hardcore gang member You know Who's to say I can't love a child? But at the same time, if that adoption agency knew that from the time that kid 
got to my home, you know, they 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 never was allowed to wear but, you know, a certain line of colors. Uh they only could wear their hats one direction, stuff like that. They would say and I'm telling you what they're gonna say. I'm subjecting him to maybe it don't mean he's gonna become a gang member of a certain set, but I'm subjecting him to that to the point where I'm almost grooming him. That's why we got the law uh, where you uh, add to the delinquency of a minor. Now, I'm not calling, you know, homosexuals criminals or nothing like that, but that's the that's the point I was trying to get to the guy is why I didn't agree with it. It had nothing to do with religion. It's just that if somebody could totally just raise a kid with no influence, I mean, well, yeah, love is love, like people say, but at the same time, you know, what kind of line is going to be drawn where this kid at least has the option of making his own choice and not be swayed in a certain direction? And that's why I would always use something way out of left field, like a gang member adopting a kid, but people don't associate that with with a child because most times that's not the case. But I'm just saying, hypothetically, if that were the case, those social workers are going to look at, like, the fact that He's around certain people. He's dressed in a certain way. This kid is going to be heavily influenced to maybe take this path, and that that would always be my argument with that. But with the bathroom, it's clear cut. There's that ain't got nothing to do with going back in time. How you biologically empty your damn bladder ain't got shit to do with no discrimination. That's that's what your this what you come with, and what you come with is where you got to go. <laughs> Hear that, Caitlin? Oh, man. Hear that, Caitlin? All right. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I think you know this is definitely going to be something you see on the um, on the TV show. Um, as far as uh, I'm on the news, rather, because they've been talking about it on MSNBC and CNN and Fox News and things of that nature. So you'll definitely hear more from this topic. Like I said, the bill was signed into law today and we'll see what kind of economic impact it has on the state of Mississippi. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, dang, I don't know if Mississippi can endure more. Uh, It's it's almost like, you know, throwing a bomb in an abandoned building. I mean, you're doing it in the surface to bring it down, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But all right, I want to move on to um, another topic. One thing about that I do want to say as far as Mississippi being in national news again, it says uh, First Lady Michelle Obama is going to give the commencement speech at Jackson State University uh, for their graduation. So I think that's pretty cool they were able to pull that off and get her to do that. So it's positive as far as news from Mississippi. But okay. Let's just give you this this scenario of what happened. The singer, um, R&B singer Neo, and his wife, uh, can't remember her name, I think it's Tristel Renee or something like that, uh, had a, a child about, she had a child about a week ago. Okay, so the child is a week old. Her friends tell her, you know, you've been pregnant nine months, you need to get out the house. Her friends take her out to a nightclub. They celebrate, have a good time, take pictures and everything, post it on social media. And, of course, here comes the backlash. The backlash comes from um, 
different factions of Twitter that says that it is inappropriate for a mother of one week to be out clubbing when she should be home caring for her child. So I thought I'd throw this out to you all. And, Buck, I'll start with you on this first. Do you think it's wrong to go out and club after giving birth a week ago? Wow. I mean, I guess she got her, I mean, if, I guess she's got a right to go, even though it doesn't, it's not politically correct. I mean, she should be at home, you know, making sure, I don't know if she's breastfeeding or whatnot, but she needs to make, make making sure that she's taking care of a kid. And not, you know, secondly, I don't know if it's not, you know, all that safe, you know, but if she's in good enough shape to get out there and, she, you know, she check the doctor where she went and go get, go, you know, go to the club and bust a move, then, you know, by all means, you know, she can go ahead and do it. But, it, you know, we're in a different, we're in a different time now. I mean, you know, you lose the Super Bowl and you go to the club and go party. You know, you get your ass whooped in, in a, in a, you know, in a, in a fight. You know, MMA fight. You know, you get you go take your ass to the club and sit there and drink with the joker that knocked your ass out. So I mean, we're living in different times, so we're seeing different things, and it's not like we, you know, these things didn't happen in the past. It's just that now with you know, cell phones being so readily available, and you got cam, you know, you got a camera everywhere now. You know, this stuff is seen, and you know, a lot of people are seeing this stuff for the first time, but a lot of us have already seen it. It's just that you know, it's 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 out there for everybody to see. So everybody got their everybody got their own style. They can do what the hell they want. So she decides she want to get out there, you know, you know, bust a move. Let her go ahead and do it. But you know, I would check my doctor first. Just saying. Ray, what do you think? Is it wrong for Neo's wife to go out a week after giving birth? Oh no, absolutely not. But I want to say this. I want to say Neo's wife has the finance to do so. Now, if this was a hood rat, I would have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Because the hood rat is, is putting a kid on her sister, on her mama, you know, and it's just generational, uh, generational issues that continue to go on. Now, she has the finance to get her a nanny or and everything is already set up and she feels up to going out, I don't see a problem with that whatsoever. But, you know, it's a totally different situation because she has the finance. Okay. I do think that finance couldn't play a role in the argument. Daddy Rich, what do you feel about it? Yeah, I'm, you know, she wants to go out. That's cool, you know. That's, that's her business, man. You know, she's been digged up that long. Walking around waddling and crap, having a hard time, you know, they that's tough to have a kid, man, and carry a kid that long, man. She deserved it. You know, it is what it is. She has a husband at home that can take care of the kid. So folks shouldn't even be worried about that. That worry about your own. Worry about your own. Quit worrying about other people. Them, them people, you know what I mean? If you got a if the woman has a husband at home, that's fine. This is nineteen sixty. This is 2016. This is the millennium. The whole everything has changed. Just like I was telling my father the other day, man. We're not going to sit up and let people just do things to us like they used to. It's not happening. You know, it's not happening anymore, Pops. You know, that we can't think the way they used to think. Oh, well, 
You know, she's got to wear a long dress. She can't go out. She just had a kid. Look at look at her. She just had a kid. You know, that's crazy. So what? She got a husband too, and he's been there for a while. He can take care of the kid. Is his is his too, right? Yeah. So I mean, I no, I don't see anything wrong with it. I think you know it's starting just ignorant stuff, just being ignorant. Okay. All right. So. um as far as the the on the flip side, if Neo himself wanted to go out with the boys a week after she gave birth, then that shouldn't be a big deal either, right? No, he's got a wife at home. You know. Okay. And one thing differently that basically anyone in the house should be able to go out and or, or Ray, how do you feel about that? Um, if they're not not rich or well off as Neo is concerned. If the if just a, a regular guy from the hood and his baby's mom give birth um, after a week, is it cool for him to go out? Oh, you saying the guy or the female? The guy. Oh, the guy. Yeah, I mean, if he's taking care of his responsibilities, he should be able to do that. You know, it just all depends on if he's taking care of his responsibilities. I mean, you can I don't want to put a negative spin on it. I mean, if he's a guy, he's doing what he's supposed to do around the house and done everything that he was supposed to do before the baby got there and after, yes, he should be able to go out. Okay. And um, I, I was surprised that Neo, of course, came to his wife defense and I was kind of surprised at uh, the backlash that she got. Uh, I mean, I think if she wants to go out, because I'm kind of with, with Ray, she is going to have someone there that's going to take care of the child. Now, there's some people that say you need to bond with your kid or your kid is still too brand new for you to be running off. Something could happen. I, I mean, I get those arguments, but if you go through nine months of pregnancy and you want to go out and unwind, to avoid postpartum issues or things of that nature. I mean, what's three or four hours of someone going out and unwinding after a thing like that? I don't think it's that big of a deal, at least not as most people make it, but I know some people will probably say, I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm not a parent. So that's my two cents. All right. Now, there was a woman, um, I don't know the state, but there's a woman who decided to hide a recording device in her weave during surgery. And she Texas. called some doc Texas. Okay, I'm not surprised. And she caught some doctors and some nurses saying some very unfriendly things about her while she was asleep for her surgery. Um but was it wrong for the patient to secretly record the doctors and the nurses? Well, I mean, I think it's important that some, you know, you need to know what your doctors are doing. Um I know every every city you know, has their, you know, series of hospitals. And, you know, if you come to a city, like I came to Pensacola, I mean, there are some people saying, hey, don't go to this hospital because these doctors are quacks or whatnot. I mean, and you always often wonder, you know, what's going on or how they take care of patients. Um, Maybe, you know, she was concerned or she had some, you know, she definitely had some concerns as far as, you know, 
how the surgery should go, so she decided to record it and, you know, find out how it went. Um, because, you know, you're not, you know, in you know, 95% of the cases, you know you're not going to be, you know, you're going to be on the anesthesia when you're being, you know, cut on. So, you know, it's just one of those things. And, you know, she, she did what she thought was right, and she found out what they were saying. So, I mean, well, she had some words with with them prior to the surgery. I think that's probably why she did it. Yep, might be. I mean, I'm not sure what you know. I'm not real sure. But obviously, she must have. So, I mean, everything is being scrutinized. I mean, just just when I mean, there's no really no privacy anymore when to anything. So. It's something that you have to really, you know, think about on a day-to-day basis. You know, there's so much social media and cell phone cameras and recorders and everything else that's out there, so you don't, you just have to really be on your P's and Q's. But even as a doctor or a lawyer or what have you, I mean, so hopefully this this stirs us some, you know, a little food for thought for the people that's out there, you know, that's in these higher positions that, you know, you are, you, you're being watched whether you want to be or not. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And her name is Ethel Easter, and uh, Daddy Richards writes Harris County, Harris County, Texas. She had a hernia surgery and decided to record um, everything that happened after having an unpleasant conversation with the doctor. And when she played back the recording, they talked about, they made comments about her body, and they made talked about, uh, they made a Bill Cosby reference too. I need to try to get the details on that. But, uh, Daddy Rich, uh, how do you feel about this? Was she, you know, I guess legally in Texas you probably can record people without letting them know. But how do you feel about that, man? Did she kind of go too far with this, or um, was she well within her right? I think she was right. I mean, wouldn't you like to know <laughs> what what they're saying about you? I, I think that was very clever, very clever. I mean, you know, she she kind of had a feeling. I guess she had a feeling, but if if I had a feeling like that about a doctor, if I had words with them before, there's no way they're gonna cut on me. That's not happening. I know that's I'm real. Gonna, I'm gonna find another doctor, so it, you know it wouldn't be no. <laughs> I, I think it's great. That's funny though, hiding the tape recorder in the weed. <laughs> that's great. That is awesome. But uh, no, man, she was she was right, man. That was good, but. I just don't understand why she went ahead and let them cut on her like that. Yeah, that's yeah. like arguing at a restaurant before you get your food. You don't know what yeah. they want to do. So Ray, Ray, they said that she, the, the, some of the things that were said about her, they said she was a handful, and uh, the doctor talked about the doctor wanted her to wait two weeks before the surgery, and she was saying that she didn't have to wait the two weeks, which I guess was true. I'm not sure why he wanted to put it off. But uh, there was someone in the OR that said, "You it doesn't seem like the thing to say to a person who's going to do your surgery, man, you shouldn't argue with the doctor, I guess. Someone called her prefer, uh, Precious. <laughs> I think he made a reference to Precious. Uh, and let's see, there was... A comment I remember seeing about Bill Cosby. I know they said they felt sorry for her husband. I can't remember what the Bill Cosby reference was. But, uh, Ray, do, do you think that doctors have an expectation of privacy in the OR, or do you think there's no expectation of privacy wherever you work? 
Well, um, first I want to say, you know, it was uh, she she probably wanted to know what most people want to know during surgery, but it's always uh, wrong to record someone without their knowledge. In some states, it's illegal for you to do that. Yes, sir. So, I mean, on that side of things, she was wrong. But, you know, to me, if, if she had an issue with the doctor, she should not let the doctor do her surgery. But the thing is, I think it's a lot of noise about nothing. I don't think they said anything about her that was very disrespectful. I mean, all this stuff you hear is general things. If you work in customer service, you got them folks on pause and you saying worse. And if you, <laughs> and you, you know, if you work in food service or whatever, you saying worse. So it ain't something that, that you know, she blowing it up and magnifying it and all that kind of stuff. You know, stuff that that we do in the media when you know you're wrong in the first place. You can't come in the doctor's office and demand that he do something a certain time and he has a schedule already. But, you know, she did it. They were courteous enough to accept her and do the surgery. People say, oh, they did it for the money. And let her live. The money was on the table already. You know what I mean? So making her way to getting it right then, you know, they did her a favor. And then you turn around and you do the people like that. I understand that hiding in the head and everything was clever. She wanted to know what they're saying, as does everybody that want to know what they're saying. But to act like they said all this and that, they act like they called her racial slurs or something, and they didn't do that when they very well could have. Because usually if a person of another race makes you upset, usually you go there. That's the human reaction for a lot of people. But they didn't do that. So I think they should leave these doctors alone, and she should be glad they didn't cut us somewhere they didn't have to. You ain't lying. Ain't no way I would lay on that table after arguing with So that's just the the situation. I mean, Buck, do you think she's entitled to – a monetary award or a lawsuit? Well, well, I mean, if they did the surgery wrong, maybe. But you know, like Ray said, I mean, and you know, she could, you know, I'm not sure if it was illegal for what she did, you know, in that particular state. Probably but not in Texas. Possible, man. Not in Texas. You can shoot people well, in the Texas. face in Texas and get away with it. But you know, I, I mean, if there was something wrong with the surgery. Maybe, but if not, then no. I mean, regardless of what she, just because they said something, if they got the surgery right, she's not entitled to anything. So, you know, it's you know just one of those things. You know, this is a story that we definitely have to keep an eye on because we just don't know how it's going to turn out. But, you know, in my opinion, if nothing, if the surgery was successful, she's not entitled to anything because they did the surgery right. So. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right. Last topic before we shut things down. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five. Something I found out is not really re- re- completely related to the topic, but sixty percent of people 
in the in jail in the state of Texas are awaiting trial and are guilty of nothing except not being able to afford bond. So that is crazy. Over half the people in jail um, haven't even been to trial, and they just couldn't post bail, so they're sitting in jail. I mean, some may be innocent, some not, but if you don't have bail money, you can't get, you can't get out until your trial, so you got to sit in jail until trial. So that is crazy to hear that over half the people in jail haven't even been convicted yet. But anyway, in the state of Texas, the private prisons there want to do away with physical visitation, or at least reduce it, um, to where they don't have to pay guards to sit there and watch you visit with family members who may be behind bars. So they want to do um, have video visitation, okay, in the private jail. So you can Skype from home or whatever system they decide to use to allow you to meet with and visit, you know, your loved one who's on the inside, so to speak. But they want to charge a dollar per minute. Now, most people who are in the county jails and all that other stuff probably aren't rich. So, uh, Ray, how do you feel about this, man? How do you feel about taking away an opportunity to visit with people face-to-face and telling them, well, if you want to do it regularly, you got to use this video chat but we're going to charge you a dollar a minute. I mean, is that just the price you pay for going to, for having a loved one in jail? Um, I think they should give them an option to do one or the other. But I mean, um, if if you inside and you committed a crime, hey, that that's the way it goes. That's what the law is. And you know, I think we spend a lot of time in America. Worrying about what we gonna do for the criminal. We worry about the police. We worry about everything except the person who actually committed the crime. You know, instead of saying, "Okay, well, you committed the crime," if you know what the law is, you know whether it's drug selling, whether it's stealing. You know, you got to do the math. Is it worth taking two hundred dollars and spending three years in jail? Or going to work and get the two hundred dollars, and get a steady two hundred coming in every week. Uh-huh. Is it better to do that? See, that's what we ain't teaching these young kids. You know, okay, well we still get a purse and something and split fit two hundred dollars four weeks. Okay, you broke the lady's arm for that. Now, now we supposed to feel sorry for the guy sitting in there. And, you know, just a comment on the 60% of the people that haven't been to trial. Everybody deserves the right to go to trial. But that does not mean that they're innocent. They just haven't been found guilty. Right. Okay. And, Daddy Rich, how do you feel about it, man? Video visitation at a dollar an hour. Hey, man. (laughs) I don't know, man. that's crazy. But I had a, a friend a few years ago that was talking to me about that. He had invested some money into that video stuff. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I don't know. I guess it is what it is. But that's just that's, that's dirty, though, man. I mean, you should, <laughs> you should be able to visit for free. 
but I don't know. Well, you know, I don't have an opinion on that one. I mean, my thing is, you know, you really shouldn't be having that kind of stuff going on as far you know, you're in prison for a reason. So, you know, if you know, if you already have a relationship or something like that, that's different. But other than that, you know, no. So you're supposed to be punished in there. You're not supposed to be having all kinds of stuff going on. So that's my opinion on that. Okay. And, uh, I mean, it's it's rough when you look at it. As you think being able to visit your significant other in prison should be a, a right that um, family has, but... Um, I'm not sure what options they're going to have. And then, again, you know, private prisons kind of do what they want. They're, they're in business to make money. That's what they do. And this is another way for them to make money. They save money by not having guards watch over people when they're visiting. And they make money by charging a dollar a freaking minute to people who more than likely can't afford it. And, and there's no more than likely about it. There's probably not going to be very many people at all who can afford it because, you know, I'm, I can't afford a dollar a minute for anything. You talking about talking to somebody 20 minutes and you're out 20 bucks? And then if you do this, you know, a few times a week, you're, you're talking about over $100 a month for something, you know, like this, when you could do it for free just going down and visiting. So I, I think it does, you know, take away. But by the same token, you shouldn't want to go to jail. So, I mean, this should be a deterrent. I mean, of course, people who will probably end up in jail tonight or tomorrow aren't listening to this show to get this type of information of things, of how they can avoid things, and listen to what Ray said about having a consistent $200 or more coming in every week as opposed to hitting a lick and splitting it four ways and coming out with $50 and having the cops looking at you for assault on some woman. But, um I mean, this is just something else they're going to do to make money off of the people that are there. And that means they're not going to have any type of remorse or incentive to help them rehab and get back out on the streets. Because as long as you're in jail and people are paying to visit you, they're making money. All right. On tomorrow, Zone Coverage returns and get the young brothers back in the mix. And we're going to talk about Pacquiao and Bradley 3 coming up this weekend. I got to figure out where I want to watch that fight. Um, it's Pacquiao's last fight. What's supposed to be his last fight. He's fought Timothy Bradley twice. Some people argue that he's beaten Bradley twice. But uh, we'll discuss the upcoming conclusion to the trilogy. Reflect on Manny Pacquiao's career. We'll talk about that game last night. If you missed the championship bas- uh, college basketball game, you missed a good one. It was a great finish. We'll talk about the Warriors and their quest for 73 wins and more. Um, we'll start to get into some more NFL talk. We're going to have a draft preview show probably the night before the draft, so we'll get prepared for that. All of that and more on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. And also, I do intend on trying to simulcast the first round of the draft uh, on Thursday night for the first three hours. So, Look forward to doing that and having a good time breaking that down with you fellas as well. So go ahead and shut things down. Final thoughts and Daddy Rich, I'll start with you, man. 
Man, good show, man. Uh, I'll say that this little bill is trying to get passed, man. That's not cool because if you let that go through, man, it's just going to open up, open it up for uh, so many things, man, just like the, the traffic light cameras. I mean, it's so many, so many things that's, that's opened up, like the police been able to just stop you for anything. You know, we just let go by. Instead of paying attention to, we need to pay more attention to what they're trying to do in the long run and not just what's going on at the time. What they're initially telling you is is a fraud. They're, they have other alternatives, all other initiatives, I mean, that they're trying to get to, and they're using other things. So I don't think that we, I think we should really try not to get this bill passed. I don't know what we can do now. Too late. But... <clears throat> You know, I think we need to start paying more attention. People need to pay more attention to these things, man, and our people mainly, you know, because a lot of these things are slick bills that are passed just like how they did the drug stuff, man. It's just slick. It's all done slick. And if we let them start doing these things, then it'll just open up more things to where they can get more in-depth into your privacy. And that's something that we don't want. And I think initially that's what they're moving towards, and, you know, little things that happen in in the in the United States uh, that they do to maneuver these things. So I think we just need to start paying more attention to what they're doing and who's doing what. Okay. Good stuff, man. And Ray, what you got? Yeah, um, you know, interesting topic. You know, I saw the bill. Being passed the day I believe it was, I got alert on my phone telling me it was. But um, it's interesting. I mean, I just take it for what it is, and maybe more will come out of it. Who knows? But to me, I'm not spending a lot of time worrying about what's coming behind that. Mm-hmm. So we have a war going on in this country, but 90% of the people are looking at the wrong war. It's not blacks and whites. It's black folks versus niggas. And whenever something, whenever something happens, the niggas say, well, you black too. They going to do this and they going to do that. Well, okay, all the laws are designed whether they drug laws or any type of laws are designed to get rid of the criminal element. If you're a law-abiding citizen, you don't use drugs, you follow the law, you obey the police officer, you're not going to be the guy to have the problem. And it's so bad in this country that you will see videos that people are post up. Look what the police did. Okay, well, the guy would have got his ass out the car that the cop told him to. He wouldn't have had all this problem. But everybody, oh, he slammed him down. He did this, he did that. Don't worry about what the law is. The law is stating that they cannot do, they don't have to do certain things for religious reasons. Now, if you go to a reputable place, they will not tell you, okay, uh, we don't think we should serve black people and all that. It's going to be a lawsuit. So don't even worry your head about that. They're talking about transgender, 
are homosexuals and stuff like that. Nothing against anybody. But to me, people worry about that, and you ain't got nothing to do with that. You know, oh, Donald Trump said this. Well, if I'm not Mexican, shouldn't the Mexican be talking before me? You understand what I'm saying? Well, that's that's the way I see it and I look at it. But, um, you know, as far as what happened with the uh, surgery, you know, I think that uh, really there should be cameras that, that uh, the doctors know about so everybody can see what happened in surgery. But as far as her videotaping without the knowledge, I think, I mean, um, recording them without the knowledge, I think that was wrong. But, you know, it's something that probably everybody would want to do. But other than that, you know, it's a great show, and look forward to the next one. All right. I appreciate it, man. And Buck, shut it down. Great show. I mean, it was a um, great show tonight, and we had a lot of different, you know, a lot of good feedback on all the you know, all the subjects. I mean, as far as Mississippi and the, you know, the new rules, I, I mean, I'm going to have to look over the, you know, the, uh, the bill, see what all it says. Some of the stuff may be good in it. Some of it may not be, but I think it's a recipe for disaster in the long run. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully we, you know, people in Mississippi have enough common sense to, you know, not follow some of the rules and regulations that this bill, you know, what some of the problems it could create. Um, but it's sending off a negative chain reaction in other states as well. And it's going to have an economic impact. And that's something that people have to look at. And uh, if he's going to continue to make, you know, controversial bills and sign them into law, this is something that, you know, he may not, you know, he he needs to either step down or he needs to be forced out. Um, Other than that, great show as always. Looking forward to the next one. And everybody have a good night. All right, I appreciate it, sir. And okay, um, I want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's Talk to Q radio show. The show can be heard live every Tuesday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, You can also sign up for my email newsletter and get insights on what's ahead on T2Q as we take a sneak peek into upcoming shows. You can also check out my blog over at thankyou.me. Thanks to thecrystalshow.com for being down by law. Thanks to my show legends, callers, and everyone else who gave their two cents. All of you have a great night. Peace out. Talk to you tomorrow, and we'll get down on some zone coverage. Peace. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q radio show. Carla, go ahead. I was told that I was a man-eater. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Now, let me bring Amanda on the line. I didn't realize she was holding there. Amanda, what's going on? Hey, Q. Hey, everybody. 
Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that again one day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Follow Q, guys.